book two the island adventurers chapter fourteen of the book of missionary heroes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the book of missionary heroes by basil matthews chapter fourteen a south sea samaritan ratoka date of incident about eighteen seventy eight it was a dark night and silent the swish and lapping of the waters on the port moresby beach in the southern shore of the immense land of new guinea filled the air with a quiet hush of expectation in the little white house sat a tall dark man with his wife the man was ratoka if you had asked who is ratoka of all the poppins for miles around port moresby they would have wondered at your ignorance ratoka they would have told you was a jesus man he walked among their villages and did not fear them when they threatened him with spears and clubs he gave them medicines when they were ill and nursed them he spoke strong words to them which made their hearts turn to water within them when he showed that they did wrong he often stopped them from fighting ratoka with his wife had sailed from the south sea islands with tamati who was to them their great hero my fathers of old were heathen savage men on the island of mangea he would say the white men come to them and brought the story of jesus now we are happy but we too must go to the men of new guinea just as the white men came to us to-day the new guinea poppins are savage cannibals and heathen to-morrow they will know jesus and can be as happy as we are so ratoka had been trained as a teacher and preacher as well as a house-builder and carpenter and his wife was taught how to teach children as well as good housekeeping this was the brown man ratoka who sat that night in his little house at port moresby on the shore behind the great reef of papa suddenly there came a knock at his door the door opened and the black frightened faces of poppins with staring eyes looked at him what is the matter he asked and they told him that as they came at sunset along the path from the people of larogi to port moresby they found by the side of the path a white man he was dying they said we were afraid to touch him if we touched him and he died his ghost would haunt us for evermore ratoka stood up at once and reached for his lantern and turning to the men said come and guide me to the place they said no we are afraid of the demon spirit it is night the man will die we are afraid of the spirits we will not go ratoka's father had told him when he was a boy how his own people in the years before had dreaded the spirit demons of magia but that he must learn that there were no spirits to be dreaded and that one great father spirit ruled above all and would take care of his children and that all those children must love one another so raw as they called him knowing that the white men who lay sick by the roadside in the night though of another colour was yet a brother and knowing that no demon spirit could harm him in the dark lighted his lantern and poured water into a bottle took a long piece of cloth folded it up and started out under the stars he walked for mile after mile up steep hills and down into valleys along the path but nothing did he hear save the cry of a night-bird at last he had gone five miles and was wondering whether he could ever find the sick man for the long grass towered up on either side and all was still when he heard a low moaning listening intently he found the direction of the sound and then moved towards it 
he found there at the side of the path a white man named neville nearly dead he was moaning with the pain of the fever yet unconscious taking his bottle rakuta poured a little water down the throat of the man he then took the long piece of cloth wound it round neville took the two ends in his hands and stooping he pulled and strained with all his great strength until at last neville lay like a sack upon his shoulders staggering along ratoka climbed the hills that rose three hundred feet high again and again he was bound to rest for the man on his shoulders was as heavy as ratoka himself he tottered down the hill path and at last just as the first light of dawn was breaking over the eastern hills ratoka staggered into his home laid the sick man upon the only bed he had and then himself lay down upon the floor wearied almost to death there he slept while his wife nursed and tended the fever-stricken neville back to life over a thousand years before that day wilfrid had brought life and joy to the starving saxons of the south coast of england a hundred years before that day white men the great-great-grandchildren of those saxons had started out in the duff and sailing across the world had taken life and joy in the place of the terror of demons and the death by the club to the men of the islands of the seas now ratoka the south sea islander having in his heart the same brave spirit of the good shepherd that spirit of the good samaritan of help and preparedness of courage and of chivalry had carried life and joy back to the north sea islander the briton who had fallen by the roadside in papa ratoka was a brown great heart it was with him as it must be with all brave sons who serve that great captain jesus christ he wanted to be in the front of the battle when the great tamati was killed and eaten by the cannibals of gorabari ratoka wrote a letter to a missionary who lived and still lives in papa this is the end of the letter hear my wish it is a great wish the remainder of my strength i would spend in the place where tamati was killed in that village i would live in that place where they killed men jesus christ's name and his word i would teach the people that they may become jesus children my wish is just this you know it i have spoken ratoka chapter fourteen